Lots of information coming out about these unidentified foreign objects leading us to believe that, guess what? We don't know what we don't know. Because this leaves us with a whole lot more questions. We're going to dig into that. Plus, what do you know? As I predicted, inflation rising yet again. The Fed isn't doing what it needs to do. Happy Valentine's, everyone. We're going to talk a little bit about Valentine's Day as well. I am Trish Regan. This is The Trish Regan Show. It's very good to have you here. Portions of today's program are brought to you by Legacy Precious Metals. You can get more information at LegacyPMInvestments.com. As I look at these inflation numbers, one thing comes to mind. Rome. I am a student of history, and I like looking at history through this economic lens. And it's not pretty right now. We'll talk about that in a moment. But first of all, I want to share with you some of the information that's coming out that's growing rather Alarming. Remember the, the UFO that we shot down over Lake Huron over the weekend? Well, it turns out that the, the pilots on board that were shooting this thing down, the F-16 pilots, they didn't know what this really was. And so there's been some chilling audio released about that UFO over the Great Lakes. And they they seem to be pretty perplexed, struggling to define what it is that they are seeing. I'm going to quote here. They are saying, I wouldn't really call it a balloon. I don't know what. I can see it outside with my eyes. This is one of the pilots. Now, there was a Pentagon memo describing this flying object as a small metallic balloon, yet this audio of the conversation between the pilots doesn't quite gel with that. Let me see if I can play some of this for you. Okay. So they're not really sure what it is. Now, again, the Pentagon does believe that, in fact, this was a balloon. We know that there are a number of um, balloons that have been shot down, of course. Three, to be exact. There's still one. This bugs me because nobody else is talking about this. There is still one from China. The Chinese admitted it's, oh, it's our weather balloon. It's still hanging out there in our hemisphere in Latin America. It was last seen, I believe, above Costa Rica, but it's been above Colombia. It's been above Venezuela. And so I would suspect... The logical explanation for most of this is probably that these are coming from foreign entities. These are coming most likely out of China. China has every reason to do this right now. Well, technically they don't, actually. If they were smart, they wouldn't, only because it seemed as though things were thawing, and they need, let's face it, they need a better relationship with us if they want their economy to recover because they had all these rolling lockdowns, it made a total economic mess out of the situation, and so she needs to have some relationships with us. We're going to back off of that, of course, as we should. I do think that we need to decouple, to use an economic term, our economic standing with China. Let me share with you this as well. This is actually coming to us from the Daily Mail, and they're reporting this as an exclusive they apparently have gotten their hands on a presentation that was put forward just before all of this by a, a gentleman by the name of Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick. He's the director of the Department of Defense's All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. And he warned in this report, he warned that the military has been finding these unidentified phenomenons quote, most often in the vicinity of U.S. military facilities and operating areas. Yikes. One slide, according to this report that they shared, 
says that, quote, the consequences of these UAPs in the vicinity of strategic capabilities is high, potentially threatening strategic deterrence and safety of civil society. The head of the government's UFO office warned of the potentially ubiquitous presence of these identified phenomenons that are flying over U.S. airspace just weeks before a suspected spy balloon and three other suspicious objects were shot down by American jets. So what does that tell you? Well, I I guess we should be relieved that somebody in government is paying attention to this, but it also tells us that something bigger is happening here, and I suspect it is related to China. Don't forget, China is trying to make it very clear that if we were to fight a war today, it would be a very different kind of war. I mean, here we are sending our troops to the Philippines, lots of troops to the Philippines, theoretically, to be there in case anything happens with Taiwan. We care about Taiwan because we have a lot of business interests, including semiconductor capabilities there in Taiwan. So China may be looking at it and saying, hmm, you know, maybe we need to send a warning signal. The other thing that could be going on and probably is going on is that they are gathering intelligence on some very strategic, important areas that we have. So this is a big deal. And it's a big deal within the context of so many things right now, including our economy, including our inflation. You may have seen the latest read, the Consumer Price Index, coming out today. And look, consumers are not getting any relief at all. It really is too bad. It makes me a little bit angry because this is also self-induced by our Federal Reserve. Our Fed created this inflation, and now our Fed, in an effort to take it away, is taking it away drip by drip, but not enough, right? So all it does is leave everyday Americans in a really, really bad spot. So looking at the breakdown, the market actually was initially pretty upset. It's recovering a little bit. We'll see how this all shakes out. But you did see as a result of the January CPI, the Consumer Price Index report, that investors started to get nervous. I think that there's a belief that it's going to be okay, that we can somehow manage a soft landing. That's what is getting telegraphed, certainly from the White House, But I wouldn't trust what's coming from the White House only because it was exactly that Treasury Secretary over there, Jenny Yellen, who tried to tell us it was transitory for like ever. Anyway, um, I do want to point out consumer price index. It rose a half a percent for the month, which means you've got an an annual gain of 6.4%. 6.4% of an increase in overall prices, which is higher than people thought. I I thought it would be high. I, I didn't think it would necessarily move that much higher but i i know it, it, it i knew it would be high i know it's going to stay high because there's not enough in the way of what the fed has done to really try and temper this if you wanted to do something you'd have to go back and do what paul volcker did in the 1980s and nobody has the stamina for that so instead we're going to just drift along and kick the can down the road a little bit more causing potentially many 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 more problems eventually which leads me to my real concern and as somebody who is a real lover of history, as somebody who loves the study of economics, I look for these these things that we should be able to learn from in history. And I want to talk a little bit about the fall of Rome. Before I do that, however, before I do that, a, a quick mention again for gold investors or silver investors, if you're looking to diversify into some of these products, and you know I've said before that I do have gold in my portfolio, it's 
it's for people who I think are, are real long-term investors in it. I look at it as one of those things. I don't have a ton of it. I, I keep it at a relatively small percentage of overall assets. But I look at it and say, that's my safe haven, if you would, if things get really, really bad. I know in the past, some people looked at Bitcoin that way. Gold has always functioned that way in my portfolio to help ride out some of the volatility and to hopefully protect the value of my U.S. dollars in the future. Well, some people like to look at what's called a gold-backed IRA, and the gold-backed IRA enables you to really help adjust for inflation. You can learn more by calling my friends over at Legacy Precious Metals, one 589 Legacy Precious Metals is one of the wonderful sponsors of the show. They've actually been here from the very, very beginning. So I thank them for that. one 589 If you want to learn more, you can get your free investing guide at LegacyPMInvestments.com. All of this comes with risk. I just always remind people of that. So be very thoughtful, very careful, very cautious, and consult your own counsel, consult your family, your friends, hopefully your own economic uh, or, or personal finance advisor whenever you make these moves. Turning to my real fear, and that is that our country, which has had a very good run, is very much at risk right now. We are at a crossroads that has some eerie similarities to the fall of the Roman Empire. And I'm not getting over dramatic here because while many people will say, okay, there were military concerns, there were political factors, sure, there was all of that. But, you know, ultimately, it, it was the economy and these economic issues that really brought down the Roman Empire, including none other than inflation. That was a huge problem, including all this government overspending, another huge problem, and a declining agricultural economy. You see where I'm going with this. I mean, think about our government overspending to the tune of $31 trillion. Think about our inflation that is absolutely massive. I want to share with you from the CBO, they now have a a prediction that interest payments are the fastest growing, actually this isn't a prediction, this is actually reality. Interest payments are now the fastest growing major expenditure in the budget. The CBO says that interest rates will triple from $350 billion when Joe Biden first came into office in 2021 to $1.1 trillion within the next eight years. And this is just, well, reality. And I've told you before, <laughs> leave it to Joe Biden to make Treasury kind of sexy again. You can put your money in a, in a Treasury bond, a short term. I wouldn't go long because we get an inverted yield curve, another conversation that we can have. I'd go short term but you're actually going to get some yield out of it because we're in this really messy environment. And it's because of all this wild spending. It's because of all of this borrowing. And that's not good. Already, this fiscal year, interest payments are running some $30 billion ahead of last year. And it's because of a couple of reasons. I mean, you've got the debt, which is so much higher, $4 trillion higher. Wow. Thanks to Joe Biden and his spending. And then you also have the Fed raising interest rates in an effort to slow down all this inflation. When you raise rates, guess what? You got bigger interest payments on the bills. I mean, think of it like a credit card, right? When your credit card rate goes up, you are paying more. You are shelling more out every single month. And so this is relevant. Why? Because what did I say was the cause of the fall of Rome? Inflation. We've got that government overspending, we've got that. 
and a declining agricultural economy. We've also got that. I mean, think about, think about how much that has declined as well. I mean, this is something that I consider kind of a, a national security issue. I would love to see us pay more attention to our agricultural economy because it is so relevant. You get the bird flu that is so horrendous, and there are reports that there are fears that this could mutate into a real problem for all of us as human beings in terms of our own health. But the bird flu is causing more agricultural issues. We've got it all. We've got it all. And so we need to think through that in terms of having a better long-term plan, not just the plan for this year or the plan for the next two years, in this case, or four years after that. It really was something um, back in those Roman days that contributed to the fall of the entire empire because you had such an erosion in the currency and thereby making it so much more difficult to finance the government's operations. You also had... Well, well, the expression, living off the dole, right? You had too much spending in the way of trying to keep the people happy in ways that really strained the government. You had huge military operations. Again, does this not all sound familiar that strained the situation? Um, You had lots of public works projects. I do believe we had a $1.2 trillion infrastructure package that doesn't even bother to address something as basic as our grid. There's a lot of similarities here. And we need to spend some time on it. I I encourage you to read up the fall of Rome and the economic causes behind it because the similarities between then and now are growing quite alarming, quite alarming. Very different times, but it's often the same things, right, that that take down successful economies. So you couple that with the, the scary stuff that's happening with China, and we've got ourselves kind of a messy situation, but it is Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day to all of you. I have been married, gosh, like forever. <laughs> I, I met my husband back in 1997 and we, I, we used to go out for Valentine's Day. It was a really, really big thing. But, you know, I, I always kind of look at it and say, eh. I mean, it's great for people, but, you know, don't get me wrong. If you go out for Valentine's Day, good for you. That's great. I just don't love the sort of crowded restaurant with the overpriced menu. It's like New Year's Eve, right? When you're like, okay, this is kind of feeling like amateur night. So we're just going to have a nice dinner at home together. My kids were very excited. Valentine's Day is a great time for kids too, when you get to make all those little Valentines and give them out. And then of course, Fluffy, my dog, is all decked out. I wish I, oh, I wish he was here right now. He's not here in the studio, but he's, he's got his special Valentine's Day collar on that the kids gave him. Fluffy, if you have not met Fluffy, um, I promise I'll bring him next time. He is my dog. I love my dog so much and uh, not afraid to say that, by the way. So, you know, if there's one good thing that the left has done, it's empowered people to have their, what do we call these? Um, the, the, the animals that, uh, oh, I should know this, right? Because you get, I think you got to get a license. You're a uh, Therapeutic. I don't have the right word here. I'm going to find it. But in the meantime, you can just message me and tell me. Therapy dog. Therapy dog. There you go. I was close. Therapeutic. So I have my therapy dog. There you go. He really is great. And I care about him and I want him to be healthy, which is why I was really happy to find Rough Greens and, and to partner up with these guys because Dr. Dennis Black, naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black, created this stuff. He wants to make sure every single dog has the right nutrients, the right 
enzymes, the probiotics, the digestive nutrients, the, the, the vitamins that they need to have a long and healthy life. And so all you have to do is sprinkle a little bit on top of your dog's food. I do this with Fluffy once a day at dinner time. He loves it, absolutely loves it. And I love knowing he's getting all his vitamins. So this will be his Valentine's Day treat tonight. He actually gets it every night. <laughs> but uh, he'll appreciate it as always. So I'm looking forward to giving him that. Again, it's Rough Greens, and you can get your free Jumpstart trial bag if you go to Rough, R-U-F-F, Greens, dot com forward slash trish my name again it's rough r-u-f-f greens dot com forward slash trish get your free jumpstart trial bag you just have to pay for shipping and i know your dog is going to love it so have a wonderful valentine's day everyone think about some of these issues we'll continue discussing them but there's a lot at play and if we're not thoughtful if we're not careful about our future i think our future is very much at risk so much. And we haven't even talked about the social side of things, right? Just think about the hedonistic lifestyle that they were living back in the Roman times. Combine that with the economic situation. Combine that with the overspending. And you get yourselves a recipe for some real problems. Great to have you here, everyone. I will see you again tomorrow. Make sure you sign up for my newsletter, trishintel.com. Make sure you have subscribed to this podcast. And we'll talk again tomorrow.